Hey folks, Pastor Chuck Blair here. Great to have you joining me this morning as we're looking at this question, what can we learn in hard times? It's been interesting going through as, as we've been going through this, taking a look at how, uh, how in the new church and, and with Emmanuel Swedenborg's commentary on the Bible, some of the different ways in which he sets it up. And he's, he's consistently setting it up to remember the point of life is joy and remember there are hard times and there are good things that come out of that. Now, I want to be super careful as a, as a sort of um, pre-stage what we're going to talk about today. Real important to remember, God never tests people, period. Doesn't do it. Um, God is love. God is not about that. It's just like you with, with if you have children, we're not out to test our children. At least we shouldn't be. That's, that's, not, our, that's not our job as parents. And God doesn't do that either. And what happens is life is imperfect. And because life is imperfect, hard things happen. There are health issues, relationship issues, all kinds of issues that occur. And, and it's not that God gives us those to think, okay, now I want you to learn. So I'm going to give you this really hard test so that you learn. What happens is that those really hard things do happen. And, and God, out of God's grace and out of God's love, out of God's providence, pulls those things that are important for us to know and those 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 learnings, as it were. Um, it's this idea that in God's economy, nothing is wasted. But please don't ever think that God never gives people more than they can handle or say that to someone or say, well, God must have absolutely a clear plan here. Not always true. You know, um, there's been lots of situations where I've, I've been as a pastor and just it's they're just they're frighteningly hard for people. And and the idea that God is kind of inflicting that kind of pain on people so that they learn a lesson, I, I just I can't buy that. And I don't that's not supported by new church theology. What what is supported by Christian New Church theology is that like there are really hard things. And within those really hard things, there is this redemptive love of God that's always seeking to pull the best possible thing out of the challenges we have in our life. And we see that a little bit today in what we're going to read. Now, now, again, what's interesting, and this is me kind of taking a step back, is seeing we're about to go into the flood here. And again, Emmanuel Swingborg is spending a lot of time sort of setting up that that the, the way the flood works so that we don't get an idea of sort of this angry God who's who's around inflicting floods on people simply because they messed up. You know, evil is really its own, um, contains within it the seeds of its own self-punishment, its own self-defeat. So that's important to remember. And the line here, I think, is, is really fascinating. What it's talking about here, it's, here's, here's the line. From this, it seems possible to know, or rather to grasp in some measure, what lies at the heart of the Lord's mercy, wisdom, and love. So, so here's where he says, like, okay, so we have this big picture, and you want to know what lies in God's heart, so what's really in God's heart, what will get us there. And the two things he says in a previous sentence that will get us there, that will help us to understand that, which is interesting, and these are things of ourselves, these are not inflicted on us by God, is grief and regret. Isn't that interesting? So God's economy, if we want to hold it that way, even grief and regret around life can help us move closer to God's heart. So how does how does that work? Well, I, I know working with people, um, you know, there's just there's just relations are so hard. They're just they're painful. 
They're hard. Probably all of you in here right now have a, have a relationship that feels hard or feels stuck somehow. And I would imagine with that comes a lot of regret, grief, and a lot of regret. Like, oh, I, if I'd only done this or maybe this or why couldn't it be better? And then just grieving over that, right? Just grieving over that. Well, the question becomes like, well, what's the good news in that? Well, here's just a little piece of good news. That grief and regret, believe it or not, are byproducts of how much we love. When we really love other people, when we really care about them, when they really matter to us, of course, we're going to feel a lot of grief. And of course, we're going to feel a lot of regret. And, and the, the, the trick is, I think we don't want to stay just at that layer where just it's all grief and it's all regret. Because if we just stay there, that can quickly come out sideways with anger, with, uh, you know, it's the two islands, right? Anger or apathy. Either I'm going to be super angry and lean in or I'm going to completely cut it all off and, and avoid it all. Those, those, I mean, maybe there are times where that can briefly be the answer. I don't think that's ever the long-term answer. But with, with grief and regret, can we just even take a breath and just go, okay, so there's grief and regret. Why is that? Well, that's because we harbor hope and we harbor love and we harbor this desire. And that grief and regret gets us to God's heart. And, and sometimes that heart feels very broken. I think, I think really, I think God's heart feels broken, not, in, not infrequently. And, and that's just part of life. You know, that is part of life because out of that broken heart comes an invitation into something new. Now, now it doesn't mean that necessarily the relationship gets solved or that all the grief and regret goes away because the relationship, you know, like there's a, there's a program to get that relationship totally righted. Sometimes there is. Um, sometimes there's not, you would know that. And, and yet within that, again, we can have this very, very deep form of learning where we truly, truly are coming to learn at a, at a very deep level, what God's heart is. And God's heart is, is filled with that kind of love. And that kind of love is inevitably going to have places where, where it grieves. And that's why from a Christian New Church perspective, Swedenborg has a fascinating uh, definition of, of mercy, which is mercy is love grieving. And I, I love that, right? That it's, it's, that's where our love can grieve. And, and all of us have it, right, folks? I guarantee every single one of you listening to this today, tomorrow, next year, whatever continent you're watching it from, you have a place where your love is grieving. Um, I haven't met people who don't, maybe they're out there, I don't know. But but it's just, yeah, just how do we, in a weird way, how do we welcome it and, and even start to understand, okay, what are the lessons this has to teach me? What are the, what's the awarenesses that this has to, this has to give to me? And they may be actionable, they may not, but our job is to be open to that gentle, gentle spirit of God that's underneath that all. So, so that's the, the thought for today, friends, and I hope that, hope that makes some sense. And uh, yeah, what we're going to do right now is we're going to do meditation, we're going to do prayer, we're going to do a blessing. And today I'm doing it off of my laptop so I can have my phone to look at all the comments. So if you feel like leaving a comment, please do. And I'll be what we do for those of you joining us for the first time is we look, we look at live comments. We streamed a bunch of different platforms, but the live comments we look at come off of our Facebook live page. So with, with that, dear friends, let's get a little breath.
be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know that I. Be still and know that. Be still and know. Be still and. Be still. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, bring you peace and bring you home. Amen. God bless you and we will see you all tomorrow for our last one of the week. Bye-bye.